Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in what formerly was known as the best little city in America. Oh, what? It's changed? No, gosh, no. Oh, whew. It's just maybe not as good because all it does is rain. How about we spend another couple hours here engaged in some energetic and entertaining conversation on local, state, national news and politics. Uh, we'll talk, uh, yeah, pop culture is always good. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about your car, things of this nature, and uh, try and bring just a ray of sunshine into this otherwise dreary and horrible, horrifically bad day in the best little city in America. Yeah, so uh, here, this just in, um, I'm not wearing shoes but Uber producer Dan Peters is in studio with us, so that's good. That takes care of some things. Thanks for spending some time with us on your radio at Information 1000 KSOO. Streamed live on KSO.com or on the KSO mobile app. And remember, we are on Twitter, at B. Lally Show. And here's my question, Dan. As a longtime radio vet, you know, you've been around these parts a time now. Yes, I have. And you've been around the business even longer. Yes, I have. Is uh, are, are bare feet uh, appropriate for the uh, radio studio? Yes. Good. I will allow bare feet to occur. Um, I am clothed, which is good, uh, but I have a lot of gear strewn about the KSO studio today uh, because I did ride my bike today, and it's raining. And that's, you know, not that big a deal normally, but it's raining pretty good. My feet got a little wet, so I had to take everything apart, get all the woolies out there, stretched out. I got kind of a a display going over here in the back of the studio of uh, socks and uh, rain gear, shoes, things of this nature. Fortunately, we are not bringing out the saxophone for the slow solo (laughs) for, for, you know, for... for, uh, for stripping down and yeah. things like that. We'll, we're not going to do that. No, that's not happening in here. Uh, so, because I got rain gear, man. I was ready for this. But, the you, you know, there's only so much you can do. When it rains, rains, rains really good like this. There's water everywhere. You're just going to get a little wet. And you can't leave the socks on your feet and your oh. shoes on because things will... The, the drying process just does not happen that way. You know what we need in here, in the studio? Um, we need one of them old-style uh, radiator heaters, you know, that, and then you lay the stuff on there and it dries it all out. That would be nice. We don't Although have one of those. The engineering staff does get a little hesitant about <laughs> that because if there's too much juice pouring out of the circuits yeah. in here, because yeah. we have a lot of... Um, High-voltage equipment as it is. Mm-hmm. You add something that, that produces too much more or, or mm-hmm. needs too much more wattage to be mm-hmm. able to, to run, and I got No. So I'm just going to warm my toes in here on the computer servers that are running all this high-tech equipment under the desk. Right. That will work, It's actually work, quite yes. warm under here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm toasty. If somebody could bring me some slippers, I'd be just fine. How about some hot cocoa? <laughs> That would be lovely. That would be lovely. Then we could have a, a, a fine little time on the radio show today. Hey, just a reminder, tonight, it's Tuesday night, city council meeting. So there's public input at Club David, 630. You better not take off your shoes and socks at Club David. <laughs> no. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> That's good advice, Dan. Sure. That's good advice on a lot of different levels. And uh, we both will have a, be having public input tonight. Uh, meeting starts at seven. I have, let's see what's on the, I have the agenda right here. Let's, uh, uh, let's see contracts, change orders, uh, fuel contract, uh, Sioux area, Metro fuel, uh, some, uh, one day liquor license stuff. Uh, oh, down here at the bottom. I've got some uh, right-of-way issues, some vacations, which is good. And then um, the uh, appointment, they have to advise and consent on the new finance director, Sean Pritchett. Which should go through without too much trouble. I would think so. I don't uh, think that there's anything uh, uh, to talk about there. I'm sure there'll be lots of 
flowery language. Now, wasn't there supposed to be something going on with the um, Paramedics Plus and the contract extension potential? It's affordable housing, hearings and resolutions, that, that the report on the officers and the department organization units, major organizational units. I don't see anything on here about, uh, the, I don't think that's this week. That may be the next week. Because I think, what is it, November? I think they have to have yeah, at they, least some agreement in place by November. They have one more meeting. It, they have know. one more meeting before the end of the month. So um, I, don't, I don't see that on here. So that's, it'll be fun. It's fun regardless because you have public input at the meeting, which is always entertaining. And, of course, we have city council bingo. Always a hit, city council bingo. Drink special, I think tonight's the Marshall Solberg. I'm not sure where we were landing with that one. Might have been a gin and tonic. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. And I do like a gin and tonic. It's Uh, been a while, but I do like one. It's a nice summer drink. Uh, But we'll be down there at 7 o'clock. You know, we may... We may get, this may be one of the first times, one of the few times we actually uh, uh, finish before 8.30, which is a square, a key square on City Council Bingo. Oh, boy. So uh, that is uh, always entertaining, and uh, just the commentary is always a good time. We'll have our collection of regulars, I imagine. So come on down to Club David, right across from Town Hall, where we hang out during the meeting. Got it up on the screens, got some closed captioning, got the audio. Sometimes you need an interpretation. So you catch the closed caption. Did he say, did he say point of order? Did he say, no, all right. So that'll be fun. And uh, we've got a great show for you today. Our guest, uh, Pat Powers, Dakota War College is with us in the second hour. The Boone Man is our weird friend of the day. And uh, this is going to be fun. We're going to talk to Marilyn Buskell, our friend from uh, AAA South Dakota, because they've got this report, this uh, warning about the privacy data, the data, the information that you may be uh, offering up to the world by using all the fancy um, uh, connections to your phone and your car, all right, and all the navigation and all these different things that are in your car that you may be vulnerable because you are just, you're like, well, it's my car, but hey, man, you're putting a lot of personal information in there, and uh, you ought to think about that. So we'll talk to Marilyn about that. And I will have a P&L statement just after the break here. We're going to talk about open enrollment. Uh, one of my favorite topics, open enrollment. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 318 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's time for the P&L statement when we look through the news. Find those stories that are of uh, particular interest to us here on the show some public policy stuff, uh, politics, uh, you know, the, the good the good time stuff. So today, uh, our story comes from your Argus leader, uh, Shelly Conlon, who covers education for the Argus leader. Sioux Falls School Board reviews open enrollment policy following bond election uh, and uh, lead on story. Less than a month after voters passed a $190 million bond to add three new schools to the Sioux Falls School District, school officials are reviewing specifics of the open enrollment policy. The move doesn't directly relate to future conversations about redrawing school boundaries to add those three schools, at least not yet. Um, Yeah, so uh, this is all a coincidence, according to district officials. But here's the deal. Okay, Uh, they need to review the open enrollment policy. They need to get rid of open enrollment. And this is not uh, something that uh, I, I have just made up recently because of the bond vote or anything like that. It's because... Open enrollment in the state of South Dakota, where you can basically put your kid into any school you want, was uh, uh, ginned up by the legislature in some, I don't, I mean, I, I, the reason they did it apparently was to this, this idea that, that it makes schools better, right? That it's, it's competition in the schools and that out, particularly in the rural areas, if you've got a school district that's underperforming and you're getting all this state money and, and, and you're getting smaller and smaller, uh, uh, you should be able to leave, go next door, which conceptually I don't agree with anyway, uh, because that's not the way it works. Uh, but in the city, uh, regardless of that idea, that concept, that philosophy in the city, in the urban area, in the metro area, the consequences aren't good. So there's one class of, of folks 
who it seems fairly benign, right? I, 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 my school is, uh, I live out in, in, you know, Lenox, whatever. Okay. And I'm not picking on poor people in Lenox after everything they've been through. But the school say is a uh, uh, 10 mile, uh, five miles North or South of me. I work in town. Um, uh, I, I go, I drive right by, uh, you know, Robert Frost elementary on my way to school, whatever, or to work. I want to drop my kids off there. I want them to go there because it's more convenient to me. And it doesn't make sense for us to go the other direction. Okay, whatever. Now, there's a second class of people who move into Sioux Falls or they move within Sioux Falls or what have you. And they move into a neighborhood that's in the city and they don't realize that they've moved into another school district. Lenox, T, Harrisburg, Brandon, West Central, Tri-Valley, Del Rapids. Dell's kind of stretch, but those other ones, that, that, that happens, especially Harrisburg and T and Lennox. So, and they're like, oh, I don't want to have to go all over. I just, I didn't want, I wanted to do school across the street, blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then you say, all right, I, I get that. You should have looked, you know, you should have thought about that before you built this house out here, but okay. Then there's, in the city, an entire other class of folks. And those are people who take their kids out of a school, probably in the core, in the middle of the city. We're talking about elementary schools primarily here. And they put them in another school out further that, because they feel they're under the justification that it's a test score issue, that somehow their child at uh, Terry Redland, Hawthorne, um, uh, you know, uh, Jane Adams, et cetera, et cetera, Garfield, isn't getting the quality of an education that they are, that the kids by and large are getting at, say, John Harris. Robert Frost, Discovery, Oscar Howe, places like this. And you see where I'm going with this. And this is a, a recognized issue in the Sioux Falls School District because what it tends to be are middle-class white families taking their kids out of schools that have a higher proportion of poor and uh, children of color and ethnic diversity. Is that a coincidence? Maybe, but probably not. And what it does then is skew the numbers in the schools and make it difficult to plan and make it, and it's bad for the community as a whole. These are recognized issues in the Sioux Falls School District by Superintendent Brian Maher sitting in the studio here at KSOO. And while it is not, it is less true as you go up the ladder, right? Because there are fewer schools. I do think it's a problem at the middle school level. I think there are people who don't want to go to McGovern Middle School. I think there are people who don't want to go to Whittier Middle School. And they want their kids to be in, oh, Patrick Henry, Memorial, places of this nature. And as you build more schools, it is going to be only more of a problem because you will have sectionalized parts of the city. And so you end up, at some measure, drawing these tortured boundaries to try and adjust the population. But people keep skewing it because they can just jump the boundary. Now, there are regulations in place, and that's what the school board now is looking at. They're reviewing the policies to make it clear why you might not be able to do what you want to do. For instance, residency and, and, and population limits. But then you get this arbitrary notion of who gets in and who doesn't. Is it a timing thing? You got people lining up for open enrollment, which happens you know, standing at the door when the place opens on the first day you can open and roll. And there are reasons for exceptions, okay? 
but the concept of open enrollment makes it difficult for school district officials to manage the populations in such a way to make the to 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 uh, make the education experience the best it can be for all the kids in the district. Get rid of open enrollment, and I, it's pro, I, it's a state issue, right? State, just do it. Just do it. Make it make open enrollment as difficult as you possibly can until the state realizes that they put the Sioux Falls School District and the surrounding school districts in this untenable situation in the long term. So yeah, review it. Tighten up the screws, school board. And then tell the legislature to get rid of it because it doesn't work. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can disagree with me, certainly. You can also agree with me. Drop me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. You can get on the Twitters at P. Lally Show and chat with us there. Always a good time to hear from you good people. Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with the Boone Man. He wants to talk about dogs, some holidays, things of this nature. That's all coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three thirty-four on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it's time uh, that time of the week when we get to talk to the Boone Man on Weird Friends. Mr. Boone Man, uh, you're warm and dry, I trust. Safe, warm, and dry, yes. That's good because I, uh, I'm i not wearing shoes because my feet were wet. Uh, I'm in them. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. You know what you need to do, Lal? What's that? You need to do it like when you were a kid. What's that? Didn't your mom put bread bags on your feet and then put them into your boots in oh, the winter? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I didn't yeah. think about that. Bread bags. Get some wonder bags. Boots. Yeah. Yep. That's I I have I actually have some like neoprene socks. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't <laughs> you even... gotta go old school with a bread bag. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be better up around the <laughs> pants and then with a rubber band at the top. Yes. This has changed the whole perspective. Maybe I can, maybe somebody here at the radio station has some uh, bread bags they can loan me for the Wrong! <laughs> no, there's no bread bags, apparently. I could stop and buy bread and just, you know, feed it to the birds. And then, no, I'm not going to do that. Uh, you're okay, though. That's right? You're all right? Yeah. What's going oh, on? Yeah, yeah, I got a car and everything. Um, <laughs> I got one from the fleet. Nice. And uh, no, you know, I'm. Uh, it's uh, you know, kind of a funky work week. You got to drive. Um, you got to travel. No, no, no. It's it's a short week. You know, the kind of you know the holiday yesterday. Some places open, some places closed, and then later this week, I'm heading out to the Black Hills of South Dakota um, to to remind myself what snow looks like. Oh, good. And nice plan. It's it's snowing out there in Hill City where we're traveling out. To you know, we were going to do some hiking and some uh, ATV off-roading mm-hmm. on the trails and the mini trails. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would still go, but a lot of the group are not quite as manly of a man that I am. And and, uh, and so they might not go. So we just might spend more time um, by the fireplace drinking. So. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can always have a nice time out there. And he'll see, oh, you, yeah. can, you can go see the Buffalo Maiden, hang out yeah, there. Plenty. Yeah, there's plenty of things to do out, out there, and, and we'll, we'll keep busy. And, you know, Friday night, uh, uh, um, the uh, O'Gorman uh, Knights are playing the Rapid City Central, Steve, no, Stevens Raiders oh. out there on Friday night. So we'll take in a road game and see the boys out there playing some football. Now you still have uh, you still have uh, uh, offspring uh, in the Catholic school yeah. system, right? Still one young in uh, in there. I can see the end of tuition, though. Only <laughs> five years. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really yeah. start building the nest egg after that one goes down. Oh, look out, man! I won't know what to do with it all. I mean, you might actually buy a new pickup. 
No, I can't. You know, that's funny. I wouldn't. I, I can't. Now, let me tell you. I drove. You know, we talk about driving cars because I do rent a lot of vehicles. Mm-hmm. And my last rental was a 2018 Dodge Ram uh, quad cab. Mm-hmm. Nice truck. Road, rides nice. It gets. I think I was getting like 24, 25 miles to the gallon. Um, you know, quad cab. You know, bad. Nice truck. Except the the shift. The the transmission automatic transmission is a knob. On the dash, just to the right of the steering wheel, up on the dash, and right next to it is a very similar sized knob <laughs> that controls the speed of the fan, and then right above that is a very similar sized knob that runs the radio. And there were several occasions where I would pull into a parking spot, apply the brake and stop, and then reach up to put the car into park. And really just uh, what I would end up doing is turn down the fan, and then when I let go of the brake, I would run into whatever was in front of me. <laughs> that so I do not like the placement of the, of, the, uh, of the shift knob, and I don't like that it is almost exactly the same size as the radio knob and right next to it and the, and the fan control knob. So that's my note to... Uh, the boys at Dodge. That would seem to be uh, something that Consumer Reports or perhaps uh, J.D. Power would pick up on and suggest yeah. perhaps the engineering in this particular case was not up to what it... The problem is, as you know, Boone Man, that it takes an entire team of engineers to design each of those knobs, but there isn't... Yeah. There's not an entire team of engineers that maybe is looking at the knobs in, in their totality, Right the same people that designed my truck that to uh, change uh, one of the spark plugs they have to remove one of the wheels <laughs> and reach in through the wheel well to get in there to do it so, that doesn't make sense no it's just crazy well you know they don't want you working on your own cars that's what it is yeah. it's conspiracy and that, the other part is i don't like all the automatic stuff i don't like the i don't even like the headlights that turn on by themselves because as we've talked about before on days like today, when it's gloomy and rainy, you should have your headlights on because it's difficult to see with the rain on the windshield and the, you know, the lack of light and things like that. But nobody remembers to turn their lights on because, you know, it does it automatically. Yeah, I haven't touched and the light switch on my that phone. On and off, I don't no. like that. And you can't, you know, as we talked about last week, you can't just reach down and and adjust the heat and the radio and stuff without looking. Uh, well, <laughs> no, otherwise, you right. drive it down the freeway and slam the thing into park. <laughs> you know, uh, it's crazy. I'm telling you, I got out of the vehicle. I started to get out of the vehicle yep. because I thought it was in park. Yep. But I had just turned off the radio instead, <laughs> and uh, uh, oh, the truck almost got away from me. So, yeah. And it's a rental, which was even worse, yeah, right? So <laughs> You're like, oh, no! I didn't get the insurance. Never get the insurance. No, you never get no. the insurance. That's just never. another scam. World's just full of scams, Boon Man. It's just one person trying to take my money after another. Well, here's one. As an example, I saw the television commercial for this. It's, a, it's an app for a service to walk your dog. What? An app? Yeah, it's an app, and, you, and, it, and it connects to people that will, will walk your dog for you. Now, I'm just here to tell you, mm-hmm. if you don't have time to walk your own dog, yeah. you probably shouldn't have a dog. Yeah, or you got more money than sense. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you, you dogs like companionship. My puppy dog, you know, she gets, she has invisible fence, so mm-hmm. she has the run of the wild. She can go do what she wants and mm-hmm. chase squirrels and rabbits, and she can't figure those guys out. Boy, they confound her. <laughs> Those rabbits, squirrels, and bird, birds especially. She will spend a, an hour sneaking up on a bird. And when she gets within about six feet, the bird's gone. Yeah, every time. So no, she, she cannot figure that out. <laughs> yeah, so, you got yourself a smart dog there, Boone Man. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm telling you, here's, you know, she is a known food stealer. She will, she's a Brittany Spaniel, mm-hmm. and she will get up on her hind legs and just knock stuff off the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> Hoping it's food, you know, because, you know, probably half the time she's right. Yeah, that's right. uh, Well, when she wants to go outside, uh, there's a little jingle bell hanging on the door, the front door. Yeah. And she will go up and nudge that with her nose and ring that bell to, you know, you come on and let her out. 
Well, I will be in the kitchen cooking, preparing food. Mm -hmm. She will ring the bell. I will walk out of the kitchen, through the living room, out to the front door, open the front door, and she's nowhere to be found. you know where she's at? Kitchen. She's in the kitchen trying to (laughs) knock the stuff off the counter. She (laughs) rings the bell to trick me out of the kitchen, so I will leave food unattended on the counter. It's a diversion. She is a sly dog. She's doing our taxes. (laughs) She She is smart. That is one smart dog. So. Though, then she should be able to figure out this whole bird thing. So what you're saying is you yeah. don't you don't need a you don't need a dog walker or an app. No, you don't need a dog walker. You walk your own dog. Yeah, well, with the, you don't need an app to find one. No, but well, and, and get this. You, it's, so it's all part of this whole scam where you pay somebody to walk your dog, and and then you get on your phone mm-hmm. a map. You know, like you know, you get that map, map my run, map mm-hmm. my walk, map mm-hmm. my bike, map my bike ride. That whole thing. It'll show where your dog went with the uh, with the dog walker, and it will literally tell you where your dog went, where it marked its territory. Oh my god! Uh, on the, tell you everything, and you pay somebody to go do that. I hope somebody yeah, isn't. I mean, this is just an app somebody made up in their spare time, right? Well, well, they're they're paying a top dollar to have. Uh, commercials during such uh, prime times as when Match Game Seventy Eight is on <laughs> in the morning—that's not cheap. That is that's no. got to be a big time commercial time. It's yeah, Super Bowl, so. then Match Game Seventy Eight. Although I would <laughs> watch Match Game Seventy Eight. Love Match Game Seventy Eight. Watched it this morning, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, Bernie Capel was on. Remember Bernie Capel from? Yeah. He was the Doc and Love Boat. Yeah, love that. He was he was a staple of the '78 uh, game show circuit. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hold on a minute. I got something else to talk to you about. You got a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You're not busy, so <laughs> we'll yeah. be right back with the Boon Man on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. <laughs> Three forty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and we're chatting with the Boon Man on Weird Friends and uh, Boon Man. Uh, you mentioned something earlier. Uh, you were talking about uh, Native American Day. Uh, did you not work yesterday? Did you have the day off? Well, I, I did work, and my bank was open, but apparently some banks were closed. I think public schools were out. I know uh, USD was not had no classes yesterday, and. Uh, um, it was a parade. The, the Catholic schools had class. I don't know if public, public schools were out or not. No, public schools had had school. I was kind of surprised by that. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, no classes at uh, state high, uh, state colleges. Yeah. In university, yeah. USD was off Because you got a kid down there too, right? You got them all over the place. I do. Yeah. Um, so yesterday I was bleeding coyote red with my because 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 uh, uh, was back in town uh, for a couple days. Uh, for family celebration, and uh, so she was here. And uh, whenever she's around, you know, I gotta wear the wear the yeah. coyote red. And we're proud of you for that. That's yeah, cool. absolutely. I've got I've got a few pieces of swag from the school that, you know, that I, I gotta I gotta publicize that. And then of course I'll have a different one next year. So I'll have a bunch of Augie gear and some bunch of USD gear, and then a bunch of most likely Benedictine College from Atchison, Kansas. Really? Holy buckets! They are. So. Well, the, the first couple they stayed close. Now you're shooting yeah. them down to Kansas. She yeah. must really so want right to get away from you, people. I traveled down there. No, she really liked the school. She she was torn between uh, University of Mary up in Bismarck mm-hmm. and uh, and this one in Kansas City. They're both about well, the one's about five hours away. Bismarck's about six. The problem is Bismarck is on my way to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't go through Bismarck when you're going anywhere. Nope. Yeah, really. And you're and you're true. You, it, you're down there in Kansas all the time. Yes, I am. So it's just a it's a you know forty five minute. It's like suburban Kansas City. It's, oh, okay. Uh, you go to go and hang a right, and that's kind of the that's the Kansas Triangle there from St. Joe to Kansas City to to Atchison. That kind of the triangle. So well, that's not so just bad. a brief detour out of the way. Because when you say Kansas, yeah, yeah. I think I think Topeka, and then I'm like, nope. 
Emporia. Oh. You know, uh, Salina. <laughs> yeah. Out there, although if you've driven there, I drove to Wichita uh, yeah. a couple of times. From Kansas City, Wichita is beautiful. You go through the national grasslands, the prairie. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful area. There's no, it's a, it's a, it's a tollway, so there are no exits. Um, yeah. And there are uh, big, big uh, crossings for cattle and horses. There are a lot of wild horses down there and big horse herds. It's pretty cool. I've driven that Just, uh, on the way to Dallas, and I recall uh, one time driving back on the turnpike there and uh, getting pulled over by some yeah. some fine members of the Kansas State Patrol who decided that because we were driving a Cadillac that we must be drug dealers and took everything yep. out of the car and yeah. then told us to go well, about our own way. That wasn't good. But that is truly, you, you, the right time of year, that is truly the amber waves of grain. That's true. Right there. You know what's weird, though? Isn't that, isn't that, that the stretch where they've got the, uh, it's like reservoirs, but there's lots of dead trees out in the middle of water. Do you remember mm, this? I, didn't, I, don't, I don't recall that, no. This is like some sort of flooded plain of some sort, and I don't know if it's on purpose or what, but there's all these white, you know, trees, dead trees sticking out of the water. It's kind yeah. of spooky. Well, it's, it's like out at the Missouri River in, yeah. you know, where the, where the, I mean, there's, you go fishing out there in a boat. That is spooky out there because there are a lot of trees sticking up, but then right below the surface, there's a lot of tree stumps. Ooh. Or they're not stumps. They're just, instead of being you know 50 feet tall, they're only 40 feet tall, and they're not sticking out of the water. <laughs> so, That's good fishing, though, eh? Uh, yeah, you know, the, you know, the fish get in there, and they like, hang out by the trees and that structure underneath there. You uh, get some stink bait on uh, and your Johnson lure and uh, fling that out there and you're going to be catching some fish. You know, I didn't know you were, I, I, I've never talked about fishing with you. I've known you for what, 40, 48, nine years, something like that. <laughs> I've never known you to go fishing. Fishing. Well, you know, not like some members of the extended Boyum family, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> there, there are some, uh, more, um, ardent fishers in the family tree, so to speak. Yeah, yeah that's no. true. I do enjoy fishing, but I'm not a professional. Yeah, you do it as a social function, right? Yeah, business, like, a lot of I business, like, or like golf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Boone man. Yeah. Uh, I hope you have a, a nice week, and I hope you you know do okay out there in the hills. Don't try and stay out of trouble, and and you know don't hurt yourself on some weird ATV trip. Yeah, no, that won't happen. But the, you know, there's one observation that I did want to make on. Uh, Columbus Day, or as you know, Native American Day here yeah. in uh, in South Dakota, and Indigenous Peoples Day in other parts of the country. But Native American Day, it was a rough Native American Day t- yesterday. If you look at the news, uh, the the Atlanta Braves eliminated from the National League Division Series. Cleveland Indians swept out of the American League Division Series. Washington Redskins humiliated on Monday Night Football. You, there, a rough I, Native American. Day. That's a sign that maybe. You should not have those mascots. <laughs> I think that's I think that that's uh, black well elk. They come threes, and that happened yesterday. That's impressive. Look it up, uh, yeah. Boone Man. Thank you very much. We'll talk I to you think... next week. Yes. All Bye-bye. right. Coming up after the news and weather with Mister Dan Peters at the top of the hour, we got Pat Powers from Dakota War College. We talk about politics. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. This is a public. Coming up after the news with Mr. Dan Peters, we're going to chat with uh, Pat Powers, the Dakota War College blog. Stick with us. Information 1000 KSOO. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And on the line we have from uh, beautiful Brookings where I'm sure the sun is shining, the winds are calm, and it's a toasty 72 degrees. We welcome Pat Powers from the Dakota War College blog. 
Pat, is that in fact true? No, not at all. It's raining up here in Brookings, <laughs> so I, I, I don't want to hear about it. I thought it's always sunny in Brookings. That's what I was always told. Well, guess not. Um, hey, I noticed on your blog, uh, that uh, the South Dakota War College blog, dakotawarcollege.com, where you write about uh, mostly Republican stuff. You are a uh, avowed Republican guy. Um, Sean Spicer, a huge, huge get for the Minnehaha County Republican Party for their Lincoln Day Social. That's huge, isn't well, it? That, that's, uh, he, he's one of the more uh, remarkable or noteworthy speakers that I've seen uh, brought into South Dakota for a while because, you know, frankly, they're all on, uh, all on a speaking circuit. And, and uh, you know, you, you have to lay out a little money to, to bring some of the some of those big names in. And, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty remarkable get. Uh, I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. It'll, it'll be a good draw for the party. Um, you know, so Sean Spicer, because of Saturday Night Live and, uh, uh, uh McCarthy, uh, he has to ha- be maybe the most famous, uh, uh, presidential spokesman in the last that I can remember. Well, at least uh, the most famous one who's uh, who's uh, not uh, not currently there. Uh, <laughs> That's true. You know, he, Sarah Sanders uh, is pretty big, but she is she is, and uh, no, he'll. Uh, I, I suspect you know he's a former Republican National Committee communications director, so you know it's it's kind of nice that somebody who's who's been in the Republican family for a long time is, is going to come speak to. The uh, the Minnehaha County Republicans. Uh, it's a it, it should be a good event. So that's November first. It's a these are fundraisers, correct? I mean that's that's why they exist. A little little uh, congenial, congeniality between the uh, collegiality. I'm going to get the right word on the third shot. <laughs> collegiality between uh, political friends, and then uh, you get to spend a bunch of money, and that money goes into the party coffers. Right? That's how that works. Well, it is. It is. It, it's. You know, that's how they pay to keep the lights on for uh, the county parties. Uh, you know, I also noticed that uh, uh, the uh, uh, law enforcement banquet's bringing in Jeb Bush. So yeah. we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have a lot of uh, a lot of notable Republican names in, in town here uh, coming up in the next few weeks. You know, uh, speaking of Jeb Bush, who's a little bit of an off track, I I was always shocked. I thought he. He was my pick out of the Republican crowd. I, I like Jeb Bush. And the fact that he did so poorly in the primaries, are, I'm still surprised by that. Are you, does, was you, were you surprised and do you remain surprised by that? Uh, you know, I, I certainly didn't uh, dislike him. I, I was more of a uh, Marco Rubio person. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I didn't dislike him. Uh, you know, I, I think... I, I think uh, people just had a little fatigue of people with the same last name running for president. <laughs> I could very well be, but I always saw him as a guy with a bit of a worldview, you know, a, a, a modern outlook, uh, uh, you know, and and the fact that he just got squished was still. I mean, I was just surprised by that. Yeah, well, you know, I I think he was uh, he was uh, of the of the bushes. He was. Uh, Probably a little more temperate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not necessarily bombastic. Uh, and uh, and Donald Trump used that against him to great effect. Also, his logo wasn't good, <laughs> right? Jeb. <laughs> uh, back to Sean Spicer for a minute, though. Um, here's a guy who uh, it seemed like he struggled in the role a little bit, in that he had been a party guy. Like, like you said, he was, he worked for the national Republican party. He, he came into the white house as kind of a, I, w- I think he was seen as a, a, a voice of reason, you know, to somebody who could shave off the edges a little bit and present a message, but he, it, it seemed to really put him through the ringer and I have not read his book yet, so I don't know what his perspective is now, but he seemed to struggle a little bit in that job. Is that correct? Well, you know, I, I would say. President Trump's press secretaries have, have had uh, an often co- often contentious uh, relationship with the media at times. Oh yeah, well yeah. Sarah Sanders, to put it lightly, she uh, she gets a lot of. 
It, it is interesting, though, that the, the notion of the job of the spokesperson has changed a lot in that the, the backers of Trump really like Sarah Huckabee Sanders in that she seems to have, they like the combative nature that she seems to have, don't they? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think both sides uh, uh, in, enjoy that <laughs> a little too much because she she doesn't uh, she doesn't take much off of anybody. No, no. But 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 you know, I I would also say she, uh, you know, in responding strongly, she she does exhibit some class. Mm-hmm. So, do you think that uh, that her that the stance she takes, which is, a, like you say, I mean, like I said, it's a little more probably combative than other press secretaries of either party. I mean, even Sean Spicer, when he was getting irritated, it was because he was irritated. You know, it wasn't because he was firing from the from the podium. Do you think that that ultimately serves the president's interest well? Well, this, this president, uh, I would say yes. <laughs> That's probably... It's probably best to fit up with his nature rather than try and uh, push back against it, isn't it? Well, you know the those who have pushed up back against him haven't uh, in the administration haven't fared too well. well. No, what do you what do you make of uh, Nikki Haley uh, resigning today? You know, I, I haven't really uh, spent a lot of time looking at that, but you know these uh, these high level appointments, uh, you know, they're they're kind of burnout positions yeah. because. You, you really, you know, and even in state government, you know, people are critical, like when we have an education secretary who stays for maybe just a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're so high pressure, uh, they're, they're very intense, and it's, it's go, 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 and, and I can't imagine uh, the amount of time that requires a person to, to be away from their family and and their loved ones and and you really don't get any extended downtime. No, and then you can leave and write well, a book. <laughs> well, you know, you you spend a couple of years, you go write a book and go on the speaker circuit and yeah. and then then it seems worthwhile. I'm sure at the time you're doing it, uh, the uh, the days all drag into one another and and you're ready to say I'm I'm done. Yeah, press secretaries in particular, they seem to. Uh, come and go a little more frequently than uh, some of the other posts. Cause that is a, I, it really is an awful job. You're just constantly getting questioned and, and challenged and never can make anybody happy. That's the way it seems to me. No, no. And, and even an unintentional misstep uh, ends up in the evening news and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm sure those are the times where people look at that and go, why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I here? Uh, Pat Powers, he is the author of the DakotaWarCollege.com, that's South Dakota War College blog up out of Brookings. And we're going to come right back and chat a little more about politics and uh, maybe we'll touch a little bit on the governor's race. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four twenty-one on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we're chatting here with Pat Powers at Dakota War College Blog dot com, DakotaWarCollege.com. It's South Dakota War College stripped across the page there, Pat. Um, so yesterday I was talking about the Cook Political Report uh, has has changed their ranking, their rating of the uh, South Dakota gubernatorial contest from uh, leaning Republican to a toss-up. Um, that seems, and I know what you're going to say, because, Pat, you're a Republican, but that seems like a bit of a stretch to me at this, at this juncture. Well, you know, I, I, would, I would agree. Uh, you know, I, I think back to when uh, Scott Heideprim was running against uh, Governor Dugarden and came out with his own poll that showed him five or six points up over Dugard uh, a week before the election. And nobody took that seriously either. Uh, you know, the, there's just a simple fact of the voter registration in South Dakota. Uh, you know, Republicans have such a, such a tremendous dominance. And, 
you know, the Democrats are competing with the independents for just, uh, you know, trying to keep pace with them, whereas Republicans are, you know, I don't want to say we're two to one over Democrats, but we're, we're not that far off from it. No, it's 47% Republic of the registered voters, 47% are Republicans, something like 29% are, are Democrats and 24, 3, 4 are, are 23% are independents. So just in those numbers, it's a tough sled. And not that, and as I said yesterday, it's not that Democrats can't win. It's not that Billy Sutton can't win. It's just that saying it's a toss up right now seems like a stretch. Yeah, I, I I would say so. You know, for for him to have that kind of adva- uh, that kind of advantage, uh, I mean, there would have to be complete disasters on the part of Christy Nome, and you know, she she hasn't uh, been in trouble with the law. <laughs> No, that's you know, not, not, one. not even a speeding ticket lately. So, yeah, lately, you know, lately. That's funny. She's, uh, you know, Christy runs a tight campaign. She always has, and uh, you know, it's a it's a tough team to beat. You know, she's she, got. She, she, in turn, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say you, uh, on that point, uh, her her team is pretty experienced. Well, a- absolutely, and they've won. How many races in South Dakota now? And it's a it's a little different race, and and I think people were people were comparing her to Marty Jackley, and and thinking, you know, boy, you know, he's ahead and she's behind, but you know, they know when election day is, and that's how they gear their elections. You know, they're not going to dump a bunch of money in because somebody seems to be tightening the race. Uh, you know, she's playing it for election day, not for a month before election day. And if, uh, and she does have plenty of money. I mean, she's, and that's not really an issue. And she got a bunch more money when, when, uh, Donald Trump was here, uh, raising money for her. So if she needed to spend the money, she would spend the money. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, I, I it costs a lot to run an election. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're out actively fundraising right now. And and that's because they need to, but it's uh, you know it's it's not like she's a million dollars in debt and and still digging. You know they're just keeping pace with what they anticipate their needs are going to be uh, as they roll into election day. So there's a lot of these uh, handicappers out there. Cook the Cook Political Report's been around quite a while. They're reputable, but uh, there are a lot of handicappers out there. But it's tough in South Dakota when there's no polling i mean billy sutton's citing a poll but it's his own poll and when a candidate gives you a poll you have to accept it as that it's a poll by the candidate they wouldn't give it to you if it wasn't good for them and well they can they can skew it you know there's no way to verify it well you know sometimes it's in how they ask the questions and what universe of voters or voters are looking at and you know to a degree most pollsters they they try to improve the accuracy about as they weight a certain segment of voters heavier than another segment. So, you know, it's, it's more, uh, it's more art than science. <laughs> and, and if, yeah, we've talked about polling before. It's, it, that's not, that's the head to head is not always what they're paying for in a, from a campaign, right? You need to, you're drilling down into detail beyond head to head. Well, yeah, you're uh, you're out there trying to test what issues are going to move your voters. Yeah, uh, you know what's what's going to motivate them to show up on election. You know what are the wedge issues? What are the magnet issues? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we've got uh, a month to go, a little less than a month to go. I expect it's uh, it's going to the volume's going to get turned up a little bit. It's been a little quiet though. I mean, it, it really hasn't been that. Uh, contentious of a campaign thus far has it well you know i've noticed that uh the the candidates are starting to take the gloves off Mm -hmm. uh uh, billy sutton's got an ad out there running with this alleged republican who is (laughs) married to a democrat who who, who is attacking christie and and the campaign came out and said well yeah this gal's married to a former democrat state senator and has been a donor for billy sutton so 
take it with a grain of salt. And but that's and, advertising, right? That's campaign advertising. Is, that's the way it goes. Is and 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 Christie just came out with an ad pointing out that uh, uh, you know voting for Billy Sutton is just like voting for Hillary Hillary Clinton. I think that one just started running here in the last few days. So yeah, that's you a know, stretch too. But that's that's <laughs> campaigning. That's what we're going to get from the next few weeks, right? Well. It, it'll be like that probably down to about the last week, and then everybody will go positive again. <laughs> Pat Powers, he's uh, author of the South Dakota War College blog. You find it at dakotawarcollege.com. Pat, as always, thank you very much. Oh, thanks for having me. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with Marilyn Buskell. She's with AAA South Dakota, and she's got some information you may want to hear about uh, the, the information you may be giving up through your car. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Jesus, don't cry. 3.36 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, I was looking through my stuff today, and I got this very interesting uh, release from my friends at AAA that says, what did your car know about you? And I thought to myself, uh-oh, this can't be good. And so I got Marilyn Buskell on the phone because she's with She's the public, oh man, she is a manager of public and government affairs for AAA South Dakota. Uh, Marilyn, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. So uh, am I, I, this this scares me a little bit. What does my car know about you? The dangers of sinking your phone to your vehicle? I need this. This is a vital element in my life, Marilyn. What am <laughs> I, what, what am I doing that is uh, opening up the world because I use my car phone. What, what's going on? Well, with so many stories about privacy and security in the news, we just wanted to remind drivers that there are risks that come with syncing your phone to your vehicle. Um, you, there's a lot of personal information um, on your phones, so you just need to ask yourself, you wouldn't leave your Social Security card on a park bench or your passport or anything like that. So sometimes we don't, recognize that there's a danger in all of the information that is already in our vehicles. So this is, you know, everything works by Bluetooth these days. It's all Bluetooth these days, Marilyn. And so I get my fo- my car, I hook up my phone, and if I get a phone call, it comes over the speaker. Uh, if I uh, ask for directions, it tells me where to go, all of that kind of stuff. But how can that be... Uh, dangerous for me. I mean, how, you know, I, you know, what is, what can people possibly get just because I talk on my phone in my car? Okay. Well, probably the biggest risk is when you use a valet or you sync your phone to a rental car. Mm. Um, because when you use a, you know, when you return a rental car, everybody does it. You take a quick look around to make sure you haven't left anything behind. But what you don't think about is leaving your data behind. And so what what AAA recommends is that instead of using um, the USB port, use the cigarette lighter adapter um, Hmm. because that port won't access your information. Oh, sure. You hook it up to the USB. That's just like hooking it up to your computer. Exactly. And and can people then... Are there ways to, to hack into that information, or how, how does that flow out to the world then? You know, honestly, you know, hackers are, are very ingenious as far as um, being able to access information. And I'm, you know, it's our personal information is as valuable as it is vulnerable. So you just need to treat the information that's in your car with the same discretion you would, like your checkbook or cell phone or birth certificate yeah you know the other thing is we don't think about this but you can adjust the some of that stuff on your phone and that cuts back on on the amount of stuff that goes out but you have to go into your settings and adjust all that stuff. yes yes that's right you can certainly do that you know i didn't think about this either uh when you when you trade a car in because yes. you've been driving that car and hooking up to it and it's got all kinds of stuff in there mm-hmm. uh you Absolutely. probably go in there and scrape it all out Absolutely. Well, you just, 
you know, it's something to think about because I don't think, you know, until until this information became um, news to me, I really, I never had any hesitation or reservations about syncing my phone mm-hmm. to my vehicle, no. even on a rental car. No, I've done it all the time, and I'm not going to do it again. I did because mm-hmm. I just didn't think about the rental car, but uh, that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Those hackers aren't going to get me, Marilyn. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, that's why we put the press release Yeah, no, that's right. The <laughs> other part of it that I d- you don't think about either is uh, we all have those uh, uh, automatic garage door openers built into our, like in the mirror or, or wherever they put them in the cars. That's another piece of digital information that's just hooked in your car. Oh, absolutely. And your personal contacts, your text messages, everything like that can be accessed. I hate hackers, Marilyn. I know. They're really I know. starting to make me angry. Absolutely. Um, and is there someplace I can get like some information or something? I know you've got some uh, information here on this release, but is there like a checklist or something I can get? Well, um, yes. Um, you can just go to AAA.com and scroll down to the news and safety, mm. and um, that will be available. That's awesome. Uh, well, Marilyn, you've given me something to think about, and uh, I, I'm all about protecting my privacy, so I'm going to uh, make sure that I get in there and change my settings and, you know, never again in the rental car, Marilyn, never again. Good, good. <laughs> That's great. Marilyn Busco, she is the manager of public and government affairs for AAA South Dakota, and we like to talk to Marilyn from time to time because she's always got helpful information. Marilyn, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat about oh, you're, and you're going to not you're not going to believe this, people, necessarily. We're going to talk about a star is born, not the old one with Chris Christopherson and uh, and uh, uh, Barbara Streisand, right? That was your. We're going. We're we're bringing it forward. All right, God, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. It's true. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. On will shine today. Clouds will blow away Maybe I won't feel so afraid I will try to understand Four forty-six on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Maybe you still love me. Maybe you don't. And I don't think the sun is going to shine today, as uh, Jeff Tweedy of Wilco expressed there. In either way, um, but you know, people who listen to this program, you know, I I like music. I like a certain brand of music. I like Jason Isbell. I like Jason Isbell a whole bunch. And I was, uh, uh, I follow Mr. Isbell on the Twitters and on the uh, Facebooks. And he mentioned today something about the fact that he is uh, on the Stars Born soundtrack. So I immediately had to go look it up because I had heard about this movie, right? It's, re- it's essentially a remake, a Stars Born. The original back there, way back when, with uh, 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 Chris Christopherson and Barbara Streisand. And this one is Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. That is a classic remake, modern remake, right? So I have to look this up, and I, I find out that, in fact, yes, in fact, Mr. Isbell did write a song on the soundtrack. Uh, and the song is Maybe It's Time, A Star is Born. And it's like the theme. It's like the, the, the dust that's on the trailer and such. And if, and if the good Lord's willing here, we may actually be able to play a little bit of it. We'll see how that goes. And... Uh, it's so now I got to see this movie, Dan. You know what I'm saying? Are that are you that much of a Jason Isbell fanboy that you have to see the movie because of this song? Well, here it is. And so this is Bradley Cooper singing a Jason Isbell song. And it sounds like a nice tune. Sounds like a kind of a classic Jason Isbell song. But no, I I I'm not going to go but what happened is then I started reading more. Right? I'd heard a little bit 
about this movie. People are raving about this movie, right? Because I figured, ah, uh, Bradley Cooper doing a remake of A Star is Born. Who's going to want to see that? Maybe I was wrong. I mean, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> Barbara Streisand. Yeah. You know, that, that, you know, yeah. It was a pairing in its time, that's right. for sure. Right. Well, Chris Christopherson. I mean, Bradley Cooper, for all his, his, his talents, certainly, he has really, his star is rising. He's getting more critical acclaim than perhaps he got early on for his role in Wedding Crashers uh, as the guy, as the uh, very unlikable groom in Wedding Crashers. Uh, but still, I don't think, it, you know, Chris Christopher's is a country music legend. And, uh, Songwriter extraordinaire. And a pretty darn good actor as well. But people, and Lady Gaga, but people love Lady Gaga in this movie. Oh yeah, L- Lady Gaga has definitely her her star is his shining, and and even before she did her Super Bowl appearance yeah. during the halftime show, she was well established before then, and it's she still continues to do it her own way, and people love her for it. So you know, kudos to them. So now I might have to go to this movie. You know who else is in this movie? Alec Baldwin, <laughs> Dave Chappelle. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay, Sam Elliott. It plays the a Dice Man. The Dice Man is in this movie. Sam Elliott's in this movie, and I saw him the other night uh, on uh, uh, the Colbert Show. I saw a tape of it. Saw it, and he's he's uh, plays uh, Bradley Cooper's brother and manager. So he's he's got a major role in this film. And they had him reading uh, uh, Lady Gaga lyrics from the movie. And you know Sam Elliott has the most fantastic voice in the world. And it was it was hilarious. I love Sam Elliott. He was, of course, in uh, um, he was the, the dude abides, the Big Lebowski. He was in that. Oh, he he was he was one of the Ert brothers in Tombstone. Oh yeah, he's great in any western. He's he's fantastic. I like uh, Sam Elliott a lot. So now now I'm interested in this movie. I might have to. I don't know that I'll go to it in the theaters, but. Maybe it'll it'll be like a Oscar contender, and then it'll be on Netflix or something, and then I can watch it without having to. But, but I, you know, I like going to the theater. Maybe this I like music based movies. This maybe this is good. Uh, you know who else in this? Brandy Clock, Brandy Carlisle, Brandy Carlisle, and she is a very uh, uh, well received, critically acclaimed songwriter and singer. Not not the one from the Go Go's. That's Belinda Carlisle. That's Belinda Carlisle. This is Brandy. Carlisle, she's in this movie. There's a bunch of musicians in here, and uh, she's playing herself. Marlon Williams plays Marlon Williams. Oh, I'm sorry, Marion Williams. Is it Marlon? Who's Marlon Williams? Do you know this person? We're gonna have to find out. All right, look that up. But Dave Chappelle plays George Noodle Stone, (laughs) and I love Dave Chappelle. He's there's a lot of it's a very interesting movie that I didn't know anything about, and now because. Jason Isbell wrote one song on the soundtrack. Now I'm all in. That's what's wrong with me. That's not good. So I'm, I'm uh, Lucas Nelson, who is Willie Nelson's son and is in a band. He's got his own band that I actually like. It's called Lucas Nelson and the Promise of the Real. They, uh, uh, they are the band. They're Jack's band in this movie. And then Lucas plays guitarist. So... I like the I like everything about it so far. So we'll see, we'll see how Alec Baldwin does as Alec Baldwin. It's probably a pretty small role. Looking forward to that. I like these kind of movies, though. I like movies about uh, uh, artists, musicians, you know, that sort of thing. Do you remember? Uh, uh, was it Almost Famous? Is that that movie about the the guy who? It's based on the life of the guy who was the Rolling Stone writer when he was a kid. I'm 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 remembering the movie, but but the but the kind of the details are yeah. hazy. Oh, that's a great movie. The first thing that popped into my head was that thing you do. Oh, I got that was Tom Hanks, wasn't it? That's a great movie. That is a fantastic movie, and Tom Hanks wrote that movie, produced that movie, directed that movie. He's in that movie. I love that one. So I like these kinds of movies. I might have to go to see this. Marlon Williams, an award-winning singer-songwriter from New Zealand. Well, that does me no good. Yeah, so so he's he's looking to make his way, I yeah. guess. Well, say. he plays himself in the movie, so they must think he's something else. Anyway, I'm looking forward to that Jason Isbell song on that soundtrack. I hope Jason makes a ton of money. That's what I hope. 
And, uh, you know, because that's the way I am. And I, I like who I like. And I really like Wilco. And I play this song. You know, I've been playing this song at near the end of the show um, almost every day now. Either way, by Wilco. Really beautiful song off of uh, Sky Blue Sky. And uh, we'll be right back. Tell you what's going on in the show tomorrow. Maybe, I won't be so Maybe it'll quit raining one of these days. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. I will Four fifty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO coming up October twenty-seventh. That's a Saturday. It's the Trick or Treat Trail Run. Ah, it's a great run. It's one of the oldest in town. Ten a.m. starting at Pasley Park on the bike path along the scenic Big Sioux River. A five k run walk, a ten k run. There will be a candy dash for kids three to ten. It starts at nine thirty a.m. The candy dash is a point five mile race. Each finisher receives a goodie bag and an event shirt. For more information on this and other events, go to see the calendar at KSOO.com. Hey, don't forget, tonight, it is Tuesday. It is City Council Night. That means it's public input at Club David Night. We'll be down there at 6.30. Get down there between 6.30 and 7. Meeting starts at 7. we got a drink special to Marshall Selberg. I think it's a gin and tonic. And then we've got, uh, oh, City Council Bingo. You can't go wrong with City Council Bingo, kids. Prizes galore. Come on down. That's Club David across from Town Hall. Coming up on the show tomorrow, we got Colleen Moran of the Sioux Falls Office of Human Relations and Amber Fick of Siouxland Libraries. It's the second in our series of discussions surrounding the documentary about a Holocaust survivor. This one focuses on discrimination. And then Thea Miller-Ryan will be here from the Outdoor Campus in Scott Hudson. Join us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO.